Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Yeah, I was saying like, uh, I had to have a pep talk with myself. I was like, <laughs> do not tell all your business because you know, you know, I, and I'll tell some of yours too, right? Okay. <laughs> This is a public forum here, Delon. Oh, my God. No, I, I love that about us. I love that we can share our intimate details with the audience. And, uh, yeah, I was actually thinking, I was like, maybe we should have a parental advisory, but it's just like my parent advisory. It's like, mother, <laughs> Lerner Ramsey, don't listen to this episode. Please don't. Please don't. Oh, God. I mean, listen, I feel like all of them should have a parental advisory because I'm F-bombing here and bitching there and left, oh, no, right. They, the F-bombing is fine. I just, my mother needs to think that I'm a virgin. I think <laughs> she needs, I've she, never, no. She does not. She does not. <laughs> she does not. I mean, listen, you were married forever. God, please. And we did not, not a sex was had. <laughs> <laughs> On the ground. On the ground. Not you, <laughs> not you a hearty laugh. Ooh. Wait, okay, wait. Did I did I tell you that I officially deleted my dating apps? I feel like you did that a minute ago. I also feel like you've this is like not the first time you've done it. <laughs> I feel like you've done I, it in protest. Yeah, I, I like delete and then I literally install them. But no, this time it's for real. I am officially done with the dating apps. Okay, so like what pushed you over the edge? What was the 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 straw that broke the app? If you, if I could say that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know I I loved that. Um no, it was a few things, but I think the thing that really pushed me over the edge was that someone reported my pro- as a catfish what? and my account got disabled <laughs> it did not wait yeah. a cat someone stole your identity no no they thought i was stealing my oh. identity they saw someone <laughs> and this had happened to me a few times where i matched with someone and they're like this isn't really this isn't francesca and i was like what but, you know it was kind of weird but i guess someone saw my profile and was like nah oh that ain't God. that bitch <laughs> reported me and then the app was like if you want to get your account back you either need to upload a picture of your id or you need to post a photo of yourself holding a book upside down with one eye closed <laughs> what to prove, <laughs> to prove it's you and i was like i'm not doing all that fuck that you can wait, have it wait not simon says to prove your <laughs> proof of life photo <laughs> what wait what was this dating app um it was f- and you know what let's bleep the name Mm. Wait, wait, why why are we censoring names though? We can do that? Yes, we can have this is our podcast. We could do whatever we want. All right, let me try. It was kind of fun. I kinda of like it. <laughs> so we're censoring apps because what, we're embarrassed or no, what? No, no, I just I thought it would be funny, but I'm also being a little petty because I'm still mad that called me a fucking catfish. <laughs> why was I just gonna meow for a cat? <laughs> meowing fish <laughs> cat yes I, I, I understood <laughs> <laughs> ooh 
wait, wait. No, no, no. I, no listen, no. I listen. 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 <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait. <laughs> I hate you for that. Uh, let me fix it. Welcome back to Let Me Fix It, the podcast that says your brand's got 99 problems, won't fix everyone. That's Ooh. That, that was that my, um, my Jay-Z Jay-Z, you better give it to me. I'll be your Beyonce. Baby boy, <laughs> you are so damn. Uh, yes, this is Let Me Fix It, the podcast that says if Gretchen Wieners had gone to a different high school, would she have made her you know, famous catchphrase fetch actually happen? Hmm. I'm Delon Grant, an actor, singer, writer, and a photographer. And I'm Francesca Ramsey. I'm an author, a TV writer, an actress, a producer. And today's episode is all about the perils of online dating. So I am relatively new to the dating apps, but it did not take me long to realize that they are all trash. (laughs) One... You were kind of a pro when it comes to the old swipey swipe, huh? I feel like that's like a, some like ninja type shade. <laughs> Delon, you've been single your whole life. Tell the class, how do these crazy apps work? <laughs> no, no it, was, it wasn't shade. You're, I'm just saying that you, by all intensive purposes, are a pro. I am a pro if, if you know... It, Having hoes in many, many area codes is the barometer. <laughs> yes, I'm a hoe. Uh, I'm a pro hoe. <laughs> um, well, uh, then, you, but here's the thing: not only have you had different area codes, you've had some international hoes too. Ooh, you know I love being international. I call you them sure, paramours. <laughs> you sure do. When Drake said "running out of pages in your passport," he was talking about you. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this is going to be a really messy episode. Um, yes, but I'm a classy lady. You know, I want a dinner and a drink before, but I'd be knocking them boots. I'd be doing. Yeah, listen, it's going to be a little bit messy, but it's okay. It's a safe space. It's not just going to be about our messy dating stories because I was actually inspired by Tinder's annual report on the future of dating Hmm. and a lot of their findings about how Gen Z is looking for love online. Oh, that's really interesting. I, I can't, I can admit that I'm like no, no stranger to apps, but I'm still out here trying to find my Prince Charming. So Princey, if you're out there, Cindy's got a size 12 waiting for her shoe. Okay. Um, but I'm, maybe I need to take some tips from the cheer room. What was this article about? Yeah, maybe you do. I'm, I'm excited for us to dig in. So we are going to talk about the history of online dating, some of the sites that we've been on and how we would overhaul the whole damn thing if we had a chance. So let's dive in online dating. Let me fix it. So to start, Delon, what is your personal relationship to online dating? Oh, God, deep breath. Um, Because <laughs> it's it's just like uh, the Internet's still the wild, wild west, right? Yeah. So it always feels like, ugh, what is it? It's it's turmoil and, and uh, depression. Um, but it's it's hard to describe without like launching into like an entire treatise about coming of age at the Internet's inception, gay culture. Um, and I don't know if this classifies, but I, I was in gay chat rooms when I was in high school on my I mother's that- dial up. That qual listen, we were all in the the things I was saying in those chat rooms. Yo, my seventeen year old self with talking to these grown ass men on the internet. Grown listen, cr- the creeps were oh. in the AOL instant message and, chat rooms. And guys, it's before deadline to catch a predator, so they were just predatoring out there. Predators were predatoring. Thousand percent. Okay, so, so you were there. Gay.com was huge in the early aughts. And I only share this because in, in I think in like gay culture, I don't think it's it's a pretty clandestine culture, gay culture. Because why persecution, right? So despite being out and proud and all, 
all these gay spaces are safe spaces, like sacred spaces, especially on the mm-hmm. internet. The internet, the great democratizer, the great you know connector. Apps in particular have have broadened the safety net for gay people to feel more connected and have more community um with that said i mean i've been ghosted (laughs) i've also i've also ghosted (laughs) you are a ghost (laughs) wait what is the thing you said uh people haunting was oh yeah if if, so when the person's like ghost you but they still watch your instagram story they're haunting you (laughs) that is i mean that is one of the funniest things that is so fucking funny okay wait and then when they pop back up months later they're a zombie they're a zombie (laughs) (laughs) listen you get a lot of zombies in your life girl wait listen you have a few too it's getting Uh, walking dead (laughs) very very though very but that's i mean i'm jaded and cynical and i if i were uh, a young gen z or or, you know someone out of a relationship i think i might be a little less jaded about online yeah, dating but that's fair i mean look I, I really it resonates with me the thing that you were saying about a safe space on the internet and that's like what apps have been for queer people i have a friend amani she goes by crutches and spice online she's a disability activist and we were talking about the perils of online dating and she really broadened my horizons because she mentioned that for disabled people it's the same thing right mm. like being able to date in a safe accessible way and especially amidst the pandemic, like if right. you're dealing with, you know, immunocompromised, if you're immunocompromised and you're trying to be mm. safe, like s- social media and apps are a way for you to connect with people that you might not normally be able to connect with. So thinking about how many people were like lonely and not having access to meeting people before apps is is a really interesting way to think about it and, and gave me a perspective I needed because I was kind of like, oh, fuck apps. And Imani was like, all I have is apps. And I was like, Oh shit. That's like, it was very sobering in that way. So for you who, you know, wasn't a long time relationship, who's now in the landscape, soaring her oats, soaring them oats. How how do you find it? I mean, I know, but tell the, tell, tell the class, tell the class. I mean, truly it's so funny because my experience with online dating is the complete opposite of yours. I I really missed the boat when it came to online dating because I got with my now ex-husband when I was 23 years old, like, which is being, it's not a child. It's a child. So that was like around 2005. Um, long before everyone had a smartphone with internet access. And then I was in that relationship for 13 years before I got divorced in 2019. So I am very, very new to the game. But back when we first got together in 2006, online dating was still very new. And I remember it being seen as kind of corny and like reserved for old people. Well, and uh, second chance, right? Like yes. uh, you got, like you got divorced. You're trying to come back. You're seeing, but also like it was an opportunity to find a permanent relationship, right? Because yes. dating is also exhausting, no matter how you dice it. Um, mm-hmm. Online dating is just as exhausting. We found out (laughs) even more so because it's a part-time job, but I digress. Yeah. So, you know, it's interesting again, that idea of it being seen as like for old people and, and kind of weird. And I'm going to copy Delon here and throw in a factoid. Uh, Mm -hmm. While I was researching for this episode, I found a time magazine cover from 1994 and the headline was the strange world of the internet battles on the frontiers of cyberspace, (laughs) which I just thought was so funny. 
funny and, and really offered insight into how people were talking about the internet at that time and online dating and, and just the comparison to how we talk about the internet and apps now. It's so normalized. But back then it was like, this is so weird. Well, because it's like um, such a it's just so been so elusive. It's been like we didn't know what it could be and what it would become. Right. It was like, the no, wild, literally had, wild, wild west. We had no idea. And and before we go any further, it's worth noting that we are using online dating and dating apps kind of interchangeably. But the reality is that one precedes the others. Apps are on your phone and online dating was at one time just reserved for your desktop computer, a.k.a. pre-smartphones. So to jump in, Match.com is often referred to as the first online dating site, and it was founded in 1993 by Gary Kremen and Peng T. Ong out of San Francisco. They spent a few years developing the site before officially launching it to the public for use for free in 1995. Now, to be clear, Match is not the first dating site. There were online classifieds, mail order pride services, which I thought those were just in movies. Yo, you make a really go. good point. I when you I was like looking through your research, I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, I forgot about it. There's also if I could interrupt, there was a, sure. a coffee shop in the West Village that had like a, um, a basically a notebook, like a guest mm. book that you would sign in and say who you were looking for. And it was in the really? it was for gays. And you would go oh. and you would just like flip through the book and you'd write down their phone number and then you would call them. So it's like the same thing as like a matchmaker or classifieds or all that. Absolutely. So again, like there were, there were all of these analog ways. There were also online matchmakers, computer dating services, dating all the way back to the sixties, but match.com is widely considered to be the earliest and most well-known modern dating platform on the internet. And they're really credited with really paving the way for the online dating industry as we know it today. What's also interesting is that match.com was also inclusive of the LGBT community from the start, which shouldn't be a big deal. But at the time, it really was. Remember, they were founded in the 90s, so almost a decade before gay marriage was even legalized in the United States. Which is a great segue to the next early dating site that I wanted to talk about. Do you remember those eHarmony commercials, Dawn? Oh, how, how could I forget? Yo, they say the, the uh, Natalie Cole iconic song. This will be an everlasting love. Come on. Like, hey, let's just you start snapping as soon as that commercial comes on. Who I found on eHarmony is the exact person who I thought I was getting. I don't think anybody, no matter how old they are, should ever give up. The song is so perfect for the it commercial, is. and it had like a bunch of real. I'm putting real in quotes. Please do. Like, I watched one of the commercials, and I was like, "Are these actors? I don't know. Like, they see. I mean, they were, I." I I think they were actors. I think they were actors. Okay. Well, um, they were. They looked real in that they weren't like Hollywood sparkly. Sure. You know, they were all different ages and they were very diverse, um, but it was very much like the 30 plus crowd. And the commercials were very much like, look, online dating is normal. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was actually a really good marketing campaign. I think it really worked. It normalized it, it but it also, it also put it right in your living room, right? Yes, it really did. The couples were really diverse verse and they were like kissing on each other and they were dancing and it just felt really positive and, and kind of what you were talking about before, long-term relationships. Mm -hmm. This was not hooking up. This was like, you are trying to get married. You lock you know, it down. Your husband died. You oh. know what I'm saying? You got a, you got a big old empty house. You need a man to fill it up. Oh, like, listen, you, uh, I, I would love some <laughs> of the inheritance. Hey, inheritance, what do you call it when your husband dies? <laughs> Inheritance. 
inheritance. Yeah. Oh, give it to me. Or no, insur- the insurance policy. Why, why, are we do- why are we like murdering people now? You know, listen, because th- you know that I love a murder. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to get you on one of my favorite shows. <laughs> the new gay snapped. Ooh, um, <laughs> oh, my God. So it's like snaps. Like oh, snaps my God. The- <laughs> wait, SNL, where are you at? That's the sketch. That's totally a sketch. <laughs> okay. So back to eHarmony. They launched in 2000. And what's interesting is that you actually had to apply for membership via a super extensive question questionnaire about your characteristics, beliefs, values, emotional health, and mm. skills. And then the site would use those responses to determine if you qualified for membership. And then they would give you the chance to pay, join, and be introduced to potential matches. This is ridiculous. <laughs> I did not know that you had to apply to oh, be yeah. a member. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is basically like SATs for divorcees, I guess. Like, I mean, they were really serious about it. And the thing is, is that it's estimated about 20% of eHarmony's ac- applicants were rejected. Are you kidding me? No, I'm absolutely not. This will not be an everlasting love. <laughs> this will- the song was lying. Okay. <laughs> well, eHarmony actually said that they rejected about a million people uh, in 2007 after the site had actually launched in 2000. 30% were denied because they were already married. Uh-uh. That's the site for you. <laughs> <laughs> now you're trying to get a throuple going. I'm not mad at them. They, they use what they had. They use what they had. Exactly. Exactly. Limited resources. Uh, 27% were rejected because they were younger than the minimum application age of 21. So mm. that makes sense why the commercials were skewing a little older. Mm-hmm. And then 9% provided inconsistent answers on the application. eHarmony also stated that they rejected anyone under the age of 60 that had been married more than four times. <laughs> and they also rejected people who their testing revealed to have, quote, depressed disposition. Yo, this is so fucked up, though. It really is. I mean, depressed people need love, too, first of all. If there's something anybody needs, it's a depressed baddie. Like, you need love. (laughs) Listen, I hear my antidepressant singing from my cabinet, okay? (laughs) Love me, love me. Um, No, for real. Something else that's worth noting is that unlike Match.com, eHarmony initially was not open to same-sex couples not them hating on mental health and gays like Mm -mm. talk about needing a (laughs) rebrand i mean natalie cole's rolling over in her grave this will not be an everlasting love you got a lot of rightful pushback for not allowing same-sex couples but the site's founder neil clark warren said it was only because he'd done extensive research on heterosexual marriage but did not know enough about homosexual relationships to do same-sex matchmaking he also added that at the time the sites of the site's founding same-sex marriage was illegal in most places but warren also made some comments disparaging same-sex marriage and eHarmony later faced a number of lawsuits claiming that the site violated laws prohibiting discrimination on the basis of sexual orientation, which I would agree. And I would add a couple of things. I mean, discrimination on, I mean, mental health issues. Yeah. I mean, what else? Insert the blank. It also really speaks to like 
you know, we still have a long ways to go, but the way we talk about mental health now is just clearly so different. The idea that a site would be like, no, you're too depressed. Like mama, a lot of people are depressed. Like it's not something that is exclusive to one group of people. Everybody has struggles, anxiety, you know, maybe you're going through a grieving process. Like uh, depression is not something that should disqualify you from the dating pool. Right. And, and also like, how about you, if, if someone's open about, the mental health issue, open about the depression. How about you match them with somebody that understands that and also suffers from that? If like the the objective is to match people, like turning people away and saying, you're not fit enough. You're not of the right ilk to be, to be matched is, is, I don't know, ostracizing and also going to cause me more issues that, than, than elitism, dare I say, right? Yeah, and I, I think you're, you also bring up a good point of like, if someone's willing to disclose that, I would say that that means that they're the type of person who's ready for a, a relationship because they're communicative. Who's doing right? the like, work. You want somebody who's like, hey, look, I'm going through stuff. I need you to know this so that you know how to support me and or you don't take it personally that I'm like dealing with my own shit. It has nothing to do with you. Like I'm going through stuff. Well, and like you and I say all the time, Fran, I want to be with somebody that is in therapy. I want (gasps) to date somebody that is in therapy because I have done the work. I am going through the work. And if you're not, it's a non-starter for me. No, absolutely. So, you know, now we take everything back that we said about that fantastic commercial (laughs) because You were false advertising and it bit them in the ass because in 2010, eHarmony settled a class action lawsuit filed in California that alleged illegal discrimination based on sexual orientation. Wow. The company agreed to allow access to both its gay and straight dating sites with a single subscription to display its gay dating services more prominently and to establish a settlement fund to pay people who can show that they were harmed by the company's policies. Now, like I said before, we know that the passing of gay marriage did not end homophobia, but it really is mind blowing to think about that there was a time when dating apps completely excluded us because now the apps are for the girls, the gays, <laughs> the theys. Okay. We said, I'm the captain now. I okay? am the captain now. Look at me, sure. I'm the captain now. <laughs> <laughs> like for real though, right? And I mean, I, I listen, I will say this to him until I die. Gay people, queer people have always been at the forefront of culture. <clears throat> Full Hello. stop. Hello. And we were like, hey, w- there's no space for us. Well, we're going to build a space for us. Now there are, we'll get to this, 7,000 apps for whatever mm-hmm. kind of person you might be, you know? Yes. Um, today, there are also 1,500 online dating sites as well. And unlike the, the 2000, today's sites can be as niche, like I said, or, or as specialized as you want. There's interracial dating, hookup apps, highly religious daters, furries, if you know what those are, <laughs> uh, leather daddies, otters, silver foxes, come on, threesomes, foursomes, <laughs> non-monogamy, unicorn hunting, unicorn hunting? <laughs> they just want that special... Obviously, obviously, you ain't been on some of the apps I've been on, because it's lots of, hey, we're a couple, and we're really into your style, and we think you're great. You think you're matching with a uh, like a hot girl, and then her bridge troll of a boyfriend, <laughs> like, hey, I'm here too. You're like, oh, fuck. Gargoyle! <laughs> <laughs> There's no way for us to cover all the different sites that we have and we're not going to try to disclose all of our personal business here but we thought it'd be fun for us to talk about you know some of the sites that we've been on um, with or without bleeps your choice friend your choice (laughs) Uh, and to talk about things we liked and didn't like about each one of those platforms and obviously give our fix 
Yes. Let's start with Tinder because Tinder is known and most widely used and called the top dating app globally. It popularized the swipe right, the swipe left feature where users indicate interest and potential matches by swiping right to approve them or swiping left to reject. Uh, If both users swipe right on each other, it's a match and they can start chatting. I got to be honest with you. I've never used Tinder. Have you? Um, I, you know, I signed up one time. Um, and I, I just want to say like this, the swipe left and swipe, swipe right feature. It was really brilliant. Cause it, it was, I mean, it's so clever and it, it's now become a, a colloquialism. You're yes. like, mm, swipe left. <laughs> it's in the zeitgeist, right? Yeah. But it's a way to interact, which feels like a game almost. But I, I would also mm. push back on my, and, and contradict myself and say, it also made it really transactional. It made it yes. like, uh, it made it a game. It made it something you're not engaging with in a very fulsome way in, in, in a online match.com, dare I say, eHarmony way where you're looking for that partner. You're kind of just like engaging, you know, versus like yeah. a Actively and push back everyone who's listening if, if you don't if you didn't use it that way. But I found that now I engaged on it a little bit, but I always heard the straights talking about it. And <laughs> yes, was it like, was definitely like a. It definitely felt like straight people being like, "Ooh, I'm gonna be nasty and like just hook up because it's called a dating app." But I. I think of Tinder as like you're having a fling. You're not looking for like a long term partner on Tinder. Well, and from did I just make that up? No, I think you're right. I think well, and from what I understand, with my you know, I don't have many, that many straight male friends. <laughs> I, have, I have a few. Yeah. I have a few. Yes, yeah. Um, but with my straight male friends and with my straight girlfriends, they feel like it is a hookup app, and, and that. Yeah. But but we don't call it that. You know, I think no. I feel like that's how it's engaged with on both ends. Like I have you know some friends, my male friends who are in their you know for early 40s late 30s who are like i don't know it's kind of like hook up and i'm trying to f- find something that's a little more substantive or yeah. um you know there are a lot of bots these days i know that's a big complaint on on yeah. that site in particular like you match with somebody and then they're like i'd love to talk to you about crypto you're like mother fuck. <laughs> <laughs> or it's like some girl that's like i'm in africa please come save me i'm a Ugh. i'm an african queen i need fifty thousand exactly. dollars it's like i was looking for matches in la why are you in africa <laughs> she's like i <laughs> live in but I'm stuck. Come get me. <laughs> so as I mentioned earlier, I was inspired to do this episode after coming across Tinder's annual future of dating report on Twitter. We will link the full report in the show notes if you want to read the full thing. But I wanted to highlight a few things that I found interesting. The report is called A Renaissance in Dating, Driven by Authenticity. It's all about how Gen Z approaches online dating because they are the most active demo on Tinder. So according to the report, the value of real connection and presenting their truest selves is very high on Gen Z's agenda when it comes to dating. Judgment needs to be clear and therefore alcohol or the lack of it is playing a huge role in dating for Gen Zers. 72% of Tinder members confidently proclaim on their profile that they don't drink or only drink occasionally. So okay. Delon... That's not the venue for you. Yo, listen, I don't know. I don't, I don't understand the question. I don't understand the question. I don't even go here. Um, that, that's fascinating. I do appreciate like that kind of in-depth, um, I guess sharing of your personality, right? Cause yeah. there's, there's an assumption I think that most people drink and we are becoming a culture that is like, no, I actually don't engage in substance or I don't have an, an abuse issue, but I just don't do it. I don't want to do it. Like you're one of those people. You don't drink much. Yeah. I, I, you know, I might drink every once in a while, but it's not like 
like my first choice, yeah. uh, especially in a dating space. But at the same time, it feels as if, and this was some of the things that were revealed in the report, that like drinks seem to be the go-to for a date, right? Like, well, and uh, uh, call it what you want, but sober dating or dry dating, sober curious dating, this is becoming less of a trend and more of a lifestyle f- choice for Gen Z. This is so crazy because millennials, we'd be putting it back. At yeah, least my really circles. <laughs> um, yeah, no, that's in the report too. Another thing that was in the report was that influenced by the pandemic, time is highly valued. And hmm. I think this is something that speaks to both of us because we are type A baddies. So a lot of millennia, a lot of Gen Zers are doing errand dating, which is where you go on a date and you're running errands guys, together. Guys. They're also doing stack dating, which is a trend where you squeeze in multiple different dates into the space of a few hours in order to save time. Wow. And Gen Z really says that they are open to new ways of fitting dating around their daily schedule. On average, though, setting an IRL meeting after a few days of chatting is the most common matched meet timeline for young singles on Tinder, um, with most of them allowing two to three dates to give them, you know, a match to see if like we're going to continue this versus this drag me. Millennials who often approach the first date like a job interview that you would either pass or fail. That's so true. Like the first, I, like I need, I won and I'm deciding if I'm doing this. I, I, I push back on, on this pejorative speak about the pass or fail <laughs> job interview. And a, a date is a job interview. A date, a date is a job interview. You're so literally this, saying. This is about you. So literally <laughs> this is about you. No, like uh, the reason I'm saying it's a job interview, because I want to know if I want to spend more time with you. Right. It's the, it's yes. the exact same thing as if I meet you at a cocktail party or at a friend's birthday party and we're having, uh, we're drinking or we're not, or we're, or we're mm-hmm. you know, I know drinking so soda because that's what generous ears are doing. why you gotta say why you gotta say it like that <laughs> we're drinking soda but we're spending time with each other and yes. i'm even if it's not romantic i'm like oh i really enjoy your company or oh this is a really hard conversation making small talk with you is really difficult i don't want to spend time with you anymore that was enough it's the same thing listen i I agree. I absolutely agree. I think what's interesting is the fact that they described it like a job interview and like, again, drag us. That's us. The idea that Gen Z, according to this report, are willing to go on two or three dates with someone before they decide, is this a match? And. Uh, our time is, you know, I, in, in, the t- in terms of like, time is limited and being conscientious of that. I don't want to give you two or three Cause, dates. Cause I want to give you one and that's it. You either pass or fail. Because don't you know? Because I know me and I feel like the person I'm going to go on a date with knows them. And it, and listen, I'll, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. If it's, if it's just a coffee or a drink, yeah, you can get another. We can have another date. Sure, let's get to know each other. But you, I know what I want and I know what's working. Why jump through hoops uh I, I just don't get it no it's pass or fail yeah no again I, it's not it doesn't work for me i guess i just thought it was interesting the idea of like and again i i feel like an old person saying this but it does give me the vibes of gen zers who are maybe a little more open to like yeah sure let's see like a more like lackadaisical like let's just go with the flow and see what happens versus me being like i have places to be you know what i mean is this is this working out or nah like let's wrap this up. You know what I mean? Like I'm willing to give you a smooth, ugh, I'll do 40 minutes, 40 but I'm also, minutes, but I'm out. 40 minutes is 40 minutes is plenty. That's a, mm-hmm. to, to put, to dip your toes in. But this article is also saying that Gen Zers are like, Hey, uh, come with me as I go to pick up my panties from the laundromat. <laughs> like what the hell? Aaron dating? 
<laughs> okay, like, I will, that's that's not. I'm no. That's, no, no, no okay. that's them trying to save time and squish somebody into their life. And I'm yeah. giving you, I'm giving you 40 minutes face to face of of my day and my time. You know? Yeah, I don't want to errand date for a first date with someone that I don't know. But like, I would air, quote unquote errand date with like a friend, right? Where it's like sure. I have to go do some things. Like, let's go, you know, go to the grocery store together. Let's go. I have to pick something up. I have to pick up my dry cleaning, and then we go to something that's more leisure and fun. So yeah. I, I agree. Not something I would do on a first date with a stranger. Cause like that just feels very awkward. And I'm, very strange. I'm also not focused on you. I have stuff like I actually have stuff to do. I'm, you know, anyway, back to the report, <laughs> uh, 77% of Tinder members re- replied to a crush within 30 minutes. Evidently 40% reply within five minutes and over a third reply immediately, which I thought was okay. Very, what very about good. you? How, how <laughs> <laughs> I'm I leaving you know. on red. I'm leaving you on red for a minute. Uh, listen, it's it is a time thing though. It's like if I have, t- I mean, I do this with text messages too. I'm like, yeah. I'm doing a bunch of stuff. When I have a second, I will sit down and I will respond because I get very anxious. But you're, I know you're responding right away. <laughs> no, oh, it depends. I will say that like one of the things that always frustrated me about the apps is I would match with someone and then I would send them a message and sometimes it would be a few days before they would respond. Well, that's and, weird. And I, and I'm just like, that's really strange. And you can see on the apps, it says like seen. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, so you saw my message and you just didn't respond or some apps, they just never respond at all. And yeah. it's like, then what is the point? And I think it goes back to what you were talking about, like the gamifying of dating where it it's feels so true. like a lot of people are just like trying to match and be like, would you fuck? Ah! Yes or no. And then they're like, got one. And then they just <laughs> go about their lives. And I just am like, wait, so do you want to go on a date or you just wanted to see? see if I think you're attractive. I see. I give, I give a little bit more empathy, a little bit more compassion than that. I do feel like, again, the gamification of it is that people feel like by participating on the app, that that is dating, that they're doing it, but you actually have to come off the app. You actually have to give, and I talk to me about this. When do you give somebody your phone number? Because some people don't want to do that. And I'm kind of of that mindset because I'm like if it doesn't go work out I don't want you to have my number like that but like that's why you're there right you're there to get off of the app I'm okay with giving someone my number only because I will block them if it doesn't work out. Good and call. Then they'll Good just call. never, they'll just never be able to <laughs> No zombies around here. Oh, um, I did see someone, this was really funny. I saw someone on TikTok when they're done dating someone or they break up, they change their name in their phone to, um, a little tombstone so that they go to the oh. graveyard of their phone. Oh. And then it's like, I never can call them because they're in the graveyard. And then she scrolled up and it was just a bunch of little tombstones <laughs> in her phone. <laughs> Yo, I love that. That's also gratifying. Oof. Yeah. I'm and then you're, cause let me tell you, I definitely have to, block and delete people's numbers because you know you'd be going through it and you're like let me just text them uh, no don't <laughs> don't do it send them to the graveyard or make them little clown emojis oh so if they do text if they text you you're like mm, is that clown declined that mess that mess so we're gonna get into some of the dating apps that we've used and share our thoughts but before we do that let's take a quick break There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. 
PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And we're back. So next up on our list is Bumble, which is very similar to Tinder. It's got the swipe format. But the thing that's unique about Bumble is that women have to initiate the conversation after a match is made. Uh Men cannot start the conversation. Um, And so it's intended to give women more control over the dating experience. I have not used Bumble for dating, but I I did use Bumble BFF, which is like a friend. They have like a friend thing. Yeah. And like, so I did meet somebody when I had first moved to LA, I did, I did a brand deal with Bumble for Bumble that's BFF, right, that's right. which is how I found out about it. Um, and then I was like, this is actually a very interesting idea. Um, I did meet somebody. She's super cool. We've played tennis a few times. Oh, cool. Are we best buddies? No. But when I moved to LA, it was great to like have somebody to like hang out with no pressure. Um, and I've, I've heard that other people have had success on Bumble BFF. So I thought that that was kind of cool. I love that idea of Bumble BFF because there is people who have my, one of my sisters, you people have like relocated as adults. Mm -hmm. It's hard to find community. It's hard to find and meet up is a great resource for, for just finding classes or groups or whatever, you know? Um, but it, it, it's really nice to go, Hey, you can, you don't have to go to a bar by yourself in the same way you would, you know, you don't have to join a group. You can find a, especially if like you have social anxiety, you don't want to like go join a kickball league. You know what I mean? You want to like have a one-on-one genuine connection. I really dig that. Um, I do have some girlfriends that are on Bumble and they say that all of the apps, they enjoy that the most from what I understand. Really? Yeah. I think it's like, I think it's the women have to engage first. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think that's part of it. Having that control. And there's so many more women on these dating apps, especially living in New York City, than there are men. And so it feels like sometimes, I, I can't really speak to this, but I am, <laughs> that the there's an imbalance in terms yeah. for women because there are just so many more of them um, yeah. that men have more the the pickings. So I think yeah, for women I have mean, that control is kind of cool. I would just assume, again, I, I haven't used it for dating purposes, but I would assume because women are initiating the conversations there that it would potentially have like a higher quality of dudes on there, like right. dudes who aren't going to like... I don't, I mean, listen, dudes are going to send dick pics. That's what they're going to do. But just in terms of like, if they understand like the premise of the app is I don't even get to start the conversation. Like you're hopefully getting a guy that's okay with that, that like doesn't need to take the reins and is like open to you initiating to like you leading and like setting the pace for the conversation and the potential relationship. And I would think that that's a great benefit. The unsolicited messages on apps is like one of the things I hate about dating apps is Mm. like 
the idea that there are a few that I've used where like anybody can message you. Oh, before you even match, you're saying like, I I see, I see, I see. No bueno. I I would also say that like, I think there's a subliminal thing to women having that control too. Mm -hmm. Um, You know what I mean? To like, say like I have agency over, over, uh, not only dating, but what I want. And I yeah. get to determine how this is going to go, which I think is really cool. Hell yeah. This is called feminism, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> the, the irony of being like feminism, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> um, we can skip okay Cupid Cause I really haven't had any experience with it because I, w- I want you, have you used it? I, so this is when I first, before grinding, <gasps> before I had a smartphone, I had okay Cupid, but let me tell you my, so okay Cupid is known for like a very extensive profile setup allowing users to answer a range of questions to improve their match accuracy it uses algorithms to match users based on their answers and compatibility um this profile the questions there's so many questions it was never really i might always said like your profile is 49 percent complete (laughs) and i was like because there's too many questions do you feel like and and you know you will now have this perspective because you've been on grinder did you feel like okay cupid was set up for relationships with all of these questions or because you know versus like a hookup where you don't you don't need any questions just let me see a dick like well, just <laughs> let me tell you about let me let me tell about the gays the gays <laughs> always want to see your dick okay the gays always well i don't care i don't care if you're trying to feign some like very heteronormative life you you always want to see the dick. So even on all Craig Cupid, it was the, it was grinder before really? it was grinder. Well, really, I mean, we'll get to this, but Adam for Adam was a huge one that I used that. That was the first grinder that I have experienced. If you're pretending like you don't know what grinder is, I'll give you a little stibbit here. Grinder is a dating app designed for the LGBTQ community, specifically for gay bisexual men or men who have sex with men, which is a whole nother category, which is also men, like su- men loving men, MLM. MLM, is that a thing? Yeah, well, I made an MLM joke thinking like multi-level marketing and I Uh had so many comments in my my TikTok that were like men loving men. And I was like, why is everyone saying that? But apparently MLM is another way. I'm surprised that you don't know this and I do. Well, MLM, I've never heard, I haven't heard that, but like, I mean, maybe it's the same, I don't know if it's, because everything has its own meaning. I don't mm -hmm. know if that's different from men who have sex with men. Because men who have sex with men don't identify as gay or bisexual. They just like, no, I like to put it in a butt every now and again. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've also heard WLW, like women loving women as like another way to describe yourself instead of using lesbian or using oh, queer. Wow. So, I mean, again, the umbrella is expanding, the more you know, all types of people. Um, but Grindr focuses on location-based matching and facilitates connection based on proximity, which is, mm-hmm. it's about fucking, right? Yes. <laughs> it's and about fucking. This is what I thought was really interesting is like, I saw a TikTok or a video or something where this guy was playing the grinder oh, yeah. sound like out in public to see if any straight guys like were were kind of like their eyes were popping because really? of it, like to see yeah and like it was interesting because I hadn't thought about the idea of your grinder working based on where you're at mm-hmm. like like the idea that it's about who is in proximity to you right. Because I've matched with people on dating apps. Like, I went out with this guy a few times, and I was really surprised that he lives, like, 45 minutes away. And I was like, why the fuck did we match? But, like, it was just the radius 
said, but he was close enough to me, but like he really wasn't. It's right. like, well, I don't know if this is going to work out. You don't live close by. This is not convenient. Versus Grinder is all about this motherfucker is two blocks away. Let's go. Grinder's immediacy. Grinder is like, it's efficiency and immediacy. Like a lot of times, even on the app, man, dudes are like looking for now. Like, <laughs> I want right now. <laughs> Oh, God. And it'll be a picture of their dirty, dirty love star. Just booty hole. Just booty hole. That love star. I call it your dirty, dirty love star. Oh, wait. Oh, have you heard balloon I heard, it called a, I heard it called a brown starfish. <laughs> you know people get their buttholes bleached? Why are we talking about this? <laughs> I don't understand. I, no. First of all, not colorism coming from the <laughs> Some some other like apps that are related to Grinder, Scruff. Scruff tends to be a little bit more of a serious hookup app. I find. I, oh. I know a lot of people who have like gotten relationships off of Scruff. Um, Adam for Adam. You st- oh Adam for Adam is was like I said it was a pre grinder and it was basically like just a website that you signed on to you could get it on your phone um, yeah. that was just uh, not analog but just like a little dated it was really a little slower hard to upload pictures um, but that was the first thing I, I I engaged on not to tell all my business but remember I had a boss who owed me some money and I knew his <laughs> ass was on Adam for Adam so I was like let me go see if I can find my boss. <laughs> do you remember that? I do. And you didn't you wait, didn't you get that money found, from him? I found his ass. I sure did. I was like, how am I gonna find my boss? There's no way to know how to find him. And then he reached out to me and he was bragging about this company that he owned and blah 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 blah. Wait, and I was you like, just yes. were on there and he reached out to you. I don't remember this part of the story. Yes, he wow. reached out to me because at first I was looking for him. And the reason I went on there is because he had hired a new employee. And when oh. I, the employee couldn't, the employee was like at the desk, like not knowing how to use the fucking computer. And I was like, how did you get this job? And he's like, well, I met him on Adam for Adam. He told me he could give me a job. I was like, not our boss using the dating apps to find employees and he hadn't come to work in weeks so i was like let me see if i could find his ass and at first again i was looking and i was like i don't know i can't find him so i set a little trap for him Uh i was like this is the type of dude i know he's into and i posted the photos and sure enough he showed up in my inbox bragging about this company that he owned and then i was like gotcha bitch where's my money see See, this is why this is why they thought you were catfishing people because you were catfishing people. <laughs> they were like, I know she I has know. a history of being. <laughs> <laughs> they knew they knew before you knew. OK, shoot. You know what's funny that you would say that? I don't think that we were calling it catfishing. Back we weren't. Then. Were, we, were we even calling it catfishing before that TV no. show, the MTV TV show? No. I mean, and here's the thing. Have you seen that movie Catfish? It sucks. Ugh, no, I the mean, movie it, sucks. it looks terrible. It looks terrible. The movie, su- the movie sucks, but to their credit, they created a colloquialism that we all use this idea of like pretending to be someone you're not online. Mm. Do you know, do you know why it's called catfish? I was going to say, is it a cat or is it a fish? And I, don't, no, I have no idea. It's because it's because catfish camouflage themselves under the dirt in the ocean. So they, they get, they bury themselves under the dirt and they, their skin kind of changes color to look like the dirt. So they are camouflaged and then like they wait for their prey and then they come out and and eat. I didn't even know there was such a thing as a catfish. I thought they literally just, you never had catfish. 
you don't really eat seafood like that. Oh, wait, you mean catfish, catfish. The, the fucking fish. Yeah, I don't eat seafood <laughs> like that. Uh, you mean, I mean, like, listen, I'm you so You were black. like, is it a cat or a fish? I'm like, it's a fish. What are you, Jessica Simpson? If What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> Chicken of the sea. <laughs> Chicken of the sea. <laughs> I'm so glad that you got that reference. Yes, Delon. Oh. It is a fish wait, that it was, has sorry. long, it has whiskers. I know, wait, it was my brain. It was my brain. It was the weed. I swear, I swear. Listen, no, I'm with you. Like, if you said deep fried catfish, I'm that black. I'd have been like, oh, catfish. Yes, yes, yes. yes. I'm with you. So wait, back to the apps. Okay, so let's move on to our next app, which is Hinge. Hinge brands itself as a dating app designed to be deleted. It focuses on building more meaningful connections by encouraging users to interact with each other's profiles through likes and comments on specific photos or prompts. I thought that this was interesting because it kind of speaks to what you're talking about of like needing to put yourself out there and actually being able to like take initiative. And I was on Hinge for a minute and I did have some good connections. I've I've dated people that have now become friends. I've had some long-term dating relationships that have happened f- through Hinge. And it did feel like those prompts gave you an, a chance to like get to know people's personality rather than just like the standard, what are you looking for? What mm-hmm, do you like to do? Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. The prompts are things like, you know, what's the last book that you've read? What's an album that you would want to have in a desert island? And you pick which prompts you like. And I really liked that. And they also have like voice prompts too. I love funny things. The voice prompts. And I I also started to like just send voice notes, Mm -hmm. which, and I can't tell you how many times people or people, dudes, dudes would say, oh, I'm really intimidated by the voice (gasps) prompts. And I like, he's like, they always say like, uh, well, they they comment because I usually have a voice prompt up there when I, what's your voice? What's your voice prompt? Uh, I think you made fun of me for it, actually. Did I? <laughs> you did. I want someone who's interested in building our version of life together, right? What makes us happy? Um, love, 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 love is where it's at for me. Uh, it might sound a little bit of cheese, but um, I think that's what we're all looking for, connection. And um, yeah, I'm looking for that. And that might look different for every couple, for every person that I could be with. But I want to find uh, someone that I can find common ground there with and bear witness to their existence. Okay, I wouldn't make that's cute. I wouldn't make fun of that. I feel like you did. <laughs> no, okay, I mean my, I no, I know you made you, you did say to me, you, you made I mean we make fun of each other all the time. So that's either here or there. But you did say to me like, hey, here's some tips on <laughs> how to take your photo. Not me be no, like I'm sorry. I hate me. I, no, I, I, I was giving no, no, you no. tips. No, no, no. It, it was not that way. It was like okay. you actually told me you're like, hey, if you do this, th- put these versions of photos up. You actually oh. I found that I got more uh interest. And oh, as yeah. soon as I, I did I, that I learned I, that from Hinge, I will say. Um, on the topic of voice prompts, mine was, and this is like a cheap laugh, it said, what's your best impression? So I did my Britney impression. Oh, that's good. I think I did it again. I made you believe we're more than just friends. Oh, baby, it might seem like a crush, but it doesn't mean I'm serious. And I would always get lots of engagement on that because it's funny. And to your point about the voice thing, it shows personality. And that's something that I feel like a lot of the apps lack because, you know, kind of what you're talking about before needing to take initiative 
apps are so passive. Yeah. You don't really have to, you don't really have to do much beyond like, okay, now we're a match. And then like, okay, let's go on a date. Like, no, I want to get to know your personality. Make me laugh. Ask me questions about myself. Like show me that you are worth leaving my house for. Oh, talk um, about it. Because well, like, well, you know. And, w- and when you don't engage with, because I think, I do think Hinge is a great app. And mm-hmm. when you don't engage with those prompts or, or you, you just put like really one word, one word? or fucking emojis <sighs> as a response. I'm like, no. yo, no, you're actually telling me that you're boring. You're telling me that right. you have no personality and, and no creativity. And I'm like, well, why are you even here? Why are you engaging right. on it? Um, yeah, I saw so many people that would be like, ask me to find out. Like, no, bitch, put it in the, this is literally, this the is The app is asking you. The app has <laughs> asked you, bitch, right? And also, I want to see that you're willing to show up, that it's mm-hmm. it, you're engaging it in with it in a way that you, that's substantive, that you really want something to, you know, you really want to meet somebody. Um, On the subject of prompts, another app that I wanted to talk about is Lex. Have you heard this of this is, one? No, reading this one, I was like, this was a question I had for you. If you'd seen, if you'd yeah, ever I've, seen any apps in the landscape that were just for ladies, for ladies, yes. for ladies. So Lex is a free lesbian, gay, bisexual, trans, queer social network where you can meet and find friends. They have dating, they have events and more. It bills itself as a queer dating app with no profile photos and no cis men. Mm. So it's kind of like the old personals. It's entirely text-based. Uh, so it's like the old school newspaper personals. So instead of swiping through matches like Bumble or Tinder on Lex, you post a classified ad with a title and description about who you are and what you're looking for. And then people respond to your little personal ad. So I tried it. I didn't really like it because... No, I, I mean, like, look, I get it, like not having pictures so that, you know, it's not all superficial, but like you do want to see what somebody looks like in order to know, like, are we, am I attracted to you? Right. And I think I understand like the, the impetus of no pictures. Cause that's like superficial, but I really found, especially as somebody that's a writer, I just like, wasn't really grabbed by people's. Mm little things. I, I don't know. And then I wrote one and I just, like, I didn't know what to say. Like it just, it's, it's almost too open-ended. Yeah. Like I, I need prompts in order to like fill in the blank and say something funny or interesting, but just like a blank slate, like, Hey, <laughs> I, like, do you want to hook up? Like, I don't even know. Like, what I do you say? I think the, um, the not having photos is a really interesting social experiment though, because mm-hmm. I want to see your face. I, cause you know, we're, vi- I'm a very visual person, but your attractiveness starts kind of with your eyes, you know what yeah. I mean? To a person and, and body language and all that and how they move through space. But I don't think we put enough on personality connection, right? I can't tell you how many times I've met somebody's partner. I'm like, oh, God, them? But then you meet (laughs) them and you're like, oh, my God, I love them. Yeah, I mean, that's also a really good point when it comes to dating apps. And like one of the downsides of them is some people don't necessarily photograph as well. as Talk about it. Like I, you know, went out with this guy that I met on Hinge and it was truly one of those like flukes where I was like, yeah, I guess like he's fine. But then like we had a great text communication and then we FaceTimed and I was like, holy shit, he's fucking hot. I was like, you need to update those pictures. 
Because the pictures are really doing your ass a disservice. And I've had vice versa where the pictures are really hot. And then I meet them in person. I'm like, you are strange. You know your angles. Yo, I had a man that showed up to a date that was 40 pounds heavier than his photos. I mean, and not not that's not to fat shame him. It's just like that's not truthful. I will say I had a guy do that to me too, where like, uh, we connected, he seemed fine. And then like after a day or so of texting, he did say to me, he was like, uh, just so you know, I'm balding. And I was like, okay, that's fine. And he was like, and also I just got, I got out of jail recently. And I was like, okay, like, you know, like, look, the carceral system sucks. I don't know if that means like you had a DUI. I don't know if you were like wrongfully imprisoned, whatever. And I was like, okay, cool. You know, thanks for telling me. And then this motherfucker goes, that was a test. Uh I just wanted to see if you, if you were superficial or not. And then I was like, fuck you. Not playing games. Not you testing me. Like not, that's that's not even testing. That's just lying. That's just being dishonest. Literally, that's just lying. And I was like, okay, well, that's not cool. And then he was like, no, this actually makes me like you more. And and I said, this makes me dislike you because right. you think that you think that somebody that you've never met is needs to be tested. Like, no, maybe you'd find out if I was not superficial or by actually just talking to me. Like, you right. don't need to, to, like, build up this, like, fake version of yourself. And I guess, uh, you know, it just it was really creepy and weird. Um, I didn't know this, that Facebook had a dating app. It was Ugh. launched in 2019. It's built as a space within Facebook that makes it easier to meet and start new conversations with people who you share interests with. It's the worst. I it's the worst. did not know this. Exa- I'm barely on Facebook anymore, but you know, you know why it's the worst It's because it's all of those like, you know, creepy uncles at the, f- oh, the family shit. reunion. Oh, it's God. old. It's well, because- <laughs> and no shade to old people, but like that's who's on Facebook now. It's and an it older is. generation. Yeah. And it was a lot of older men punching above their weight class. I was like, <laughs> not you, the age of my daddy sliding into my DMs and being like, hey, Liddy, like, <laughs> just- no, no, like with his fedora, with his like fedora. So I matched with this guy very handsome. He was maybe like late forties. And I was like, okay, I'm into this. And we moved to text and, um, he, instead of texting me, he would send me videos of himself, but it was very much like videos where he was like looking at his own Oh my God. Like in, in the, on the screen and on the camera. Like he was looking at his face on the screen and like trying to like live me like, Hey, good morning. Uh, what are you up to today? Like, and, and not, and saying nothing of substance, sir, why is this a video? Please don't. (laughs) You could have just sent me it. Well, you know what? I, when people send me those videos, I am one to, I, I sometimes will send a video back, but I often will just respond with a text. I'm like, I'm not trying to send you a video. I have to get up. I have to wash my face. I have to, no, I'm not doing that. Mm -mm. Yeah. And it definitely felt like, and he was, I will give him credit. He was very attractive. He knew he he was pretty. (laughs) He knew he was attractive. Right. So he was like, and he had, um, a little French bulldog, very cute. And so it would be like him laying in bed with the little French bulldog on his shoulder. He's like, Good morning, beautiful. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, sir, this is so cringy. In my mind, I want him to like send it to several of the same people. Just the same. You know what? I I bet he was. You know he was. Uh, We've got two more to talk about. 
Raya, which I'm curious if you've been on Raya, but I, I used it and I was, it's hit and miss for me. It's an exclusive membership-based dating app and social network platform designed for individuals in the creative industries, including celebrities. It's known as Tinder for celebs because it aims to connect high profile, influential, creative individuals. The app was launched in 2015 and gained popularity due to its selectivity and association with famous personalities. I was on Raya. I mean, I I remember talking to you about this. You really didn't enjoy it. I I'm not cool enough or high profile enough to have been invited to the app. And based on your own experience, on your experience and another one of our friends experience, I was like, "Mm, it's Mm -hmm. not for me. And and I don't know how I would get invited anyway. Yeah. Well, and to your point about getting invited, it did feel like the selection process didn't make any sense because when I got on it, I was like, Oh, you know, I was freshly off my divorce and didn't want to get on like just the everybody app. And I felt like, okay, Raya has a level of security because Mm. one of the features I really like is you can't screenshot profiles on Raya. Mm. You will, your, your app will send you And I know this because I saw a celebrity on there and I was like, holy shit. And I took a screenshot (laughs) and and it was like, ma'am, mayday. (laughs) And I was like, oh my God. Cause I, you know, they say it's private, whatever, but it does send you a warning. And if you get more than one warning, they'll disable your account. So it feels like a level of privacy, but then you would see random ass people. Like you would see celebrities, but then you would see people that you're like, how did you get on here? How did this carpenter get on? How was Jesus on here? Jesus is a celebrity though. (laughs) I mean, he is one, dare I say one of the most famous. (laughs) He has the most, you talk about followers. Okay. Um, there were a lot of people on there who were like tangential, like, you know, maybe they were a manager or they mm. were a marketer, a producer or whatever. But then there were just like a lot of randoms who were just like social media influencers, for example. And it just seemed like the person deciding who gets in has like a very skewed perception of who is a celebrity because I know someone that's an actual celebrity that tried to get on and was never able to get on. And I'm like, you're actually famous. Like I, you're on TV all the time. Mm. You've, you know, written a best-selling book, you know, you are a celeb and something like this would benefit you. And whoever was deciding just said no. So it's kind of like open to interpretation. Um, This one I was a little confused by, but also intrigued by. Um, Raw is a new dating app that just launched this summer. The main feature is it's a be real type photo taking system where the front and the back of the camera both take a picture at the same time. So you're sending what you're doing and what you look like in real time. Once you take this photo, you can start swiping and your photo will be only available for 24 hours. And you never know when the app will prompt you to take a picture. So you better be camera ready. Who is camera ready all the time? I mean, I know. never. Um, or you miss out on the day's swiping. Uh, I mean, I are, are you on Be Real, friend? No, I'm not. I have friends that are on it. And it's always so annoying when we're in the middle of talking and they're like, oh, 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 be real. I'm like, how can I be real if you announce be real? And then, and then I pose we, for a photo. And then I pose for a photo. But I will say I like the idea of a photo that you that you it's not edited. Right. Because I think that's sure. the thing that I hate about apps is so many people. It's like 
bitch, you do not have cat ears. Why you got cat ears with all these photos? <laughs> like using those stupid filters. Yeah. Or or they're just like the filters that are like lightening your skin and slimming your face a little bit and making your eyes bigger. I mean, you see them in person, they look totally different. So it's kind of cool that it's like an in the moment photo. Um, but I hate the name raw. Yo, this, it sounds like a, it sounds like a gay app to me. I was like, Oh, it, it, this is like the, the app for no condoms. Right. <laughs> it's Exactly. It sounds like people that want to have unprotected sex, which like, yeah. do you, if that's your thing. But like the marketing wise, it just seems like a bad choice. Now that we've dug into our online dating history and some of the ways it's evolved over the years, it's time for the fix. Let me, Let me fix it. Uh-uh. Let, Let me, me fix it. it. Fran, what's your fix? Okay, so I know I shit on Raya, and I was guilty of taking a screenshot, but I, <laughs> I really liked the privacy feature, and I wish that more apps had that, mm. because similar to my experience with the catfish thingy, I am now a quote-unquote public person, and I really don't like the idea of me having conversations with someone on a dating app or somebody seeing my profile and screenshotting it and sharing it with the world. And that Mm. is a thing that's happening a lot. Is it really? Um, It's happening so much. I know you're not on TikTok, but it is a whole genre over there where people will screen record like the cringiest profiles or people will lip sync to people's voice prompts Are you and kidding? Like to make fun of them. Yeah. There's uh, I saw this article on Rolling Stone called how cringe screenshots kill dating apps. Is anybody really trying to meet someone new or are users just mining Tinder and hinge for content? Wow. And that's what it feels like. So I would love an app that had a privacy feature, but did not allow you to take screenshots or screen recordings. And then the other thing that I, I really have been wrestling with, which is why I, I, I got off of the apps is there are people who are great on the app and terrible in person. And mm. then there are people who are terrible in person and, and then great on the app. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, totally. It, not everybody is good at text communication. And I think it would be really cool if there was a dating app that included some sort of in-person connection event in order mm. to like screen people. So it has the exclusivity of a Raya or a Soho house where you have to be recommended by somebody you have to meet in person and you're kind of vetted as not like a creep or a weirdo. And then you're given access to the online portion of the app where you can then meet people and also could be an interesting way to have like low pressure dates. Like you meet on the app and then it's like, instead of going to a coffee shop and like it being weird, maybe we could go to one of the planned events that the app has. And if we're not a connection, we can meet somebody else at the same event. Mm. So it feels less pressury of like, it has to be an instant connection there's lots of people. Everybody is in the space for the same thing. Um, and I feel like it just, again, I like the exclusivity part of it. And I think it would provide a space for people who are serious about meeting people versus like just looking to hook up, which is okay. But like, that's not really what I'm looking for. Right. I, that's a confluence of a lot of things that I, that I think are really cool. Right. It's, it's actually traditional matchmaking yeah. where like you're hiring a matchmaker to, to vet somebody. So you have to go in and do an interview with this person. Yes. And then it's also kind of like speed dating and networking in that yes. like, Hey, there's a big, you know, whatever it's called, you know, it's holding all these events. Yeah. It's totally a mixer. It's a 
dating mixer that, I mean, Soho House, you should do this, right? It's Yes. A, seriously, it's a dating mixer for these people that are vetted. Um, and the objective is to find somebody, but there, it's not like, oh, we talked for 20 minutes and like I had to stay here. It's like, oh, okay, it was right. nice talking to you. The whole objective is to meet people as many as you can. You know, that's cute. Yes. I really like that thing of like, I always feel so awkward when I'm trying to get to that 40 minute mark and I'm really yeah. struggling. So <laughs> I love that you're like watching the clock. Literally. I swear to God, I'm, I'm watching the clock. And so it would be nice to be in a space where like, if we meet and we're realizing it's not a match, it feels fine that we can like, co-mingle mm-hmm. and we can stay in proximity and it's not weird and it's not rude. It's like we met, it didn't really work out. We're going to feel out the vibe and see who else is here. It's, it's almost like to your point, a speed dating situation. It's like a group date. Mm. Like I just, I don't know, I don't know if, how that would work, but I feel like there's something there. Yeah, I, I I agree with you. I it's so funny. We're we're you and I are so similar and we're so different. When you're talking about we're looking at the the forty minute mark, I am in every social situation. I'm always in the back of my head being like, okay, how long do I have to say? <laughs> what is the requisite amount of time for me to comfortably exit, or, or can I just Irish exit or or ghost or whatever you want to call it? Just because I have social anxiety, and at some point I'm like, I don't want to be here anymore. I've done this, mm-hmm. and I I'm always looking for like if I stay an hour, that means. I can leave. Yeah, um, so true. So for me, like I said earlier, my fix is is about like I think the fault of online dating is the curation of the experience. Um, the idea that you can size someone up or reduce them down based on what college they went to, what their height is, you know, uh, it, it just contorts our expectations of one another. I want a dating app that has less curation. It's not like your Lex where it's just text, but I think it's more of like a, ro- a roulette type deal. Ooh. So it would be sort of like speed dating, but with an AI twist. So you fill out your profile and based on your likes and dislikes, the algorithm matches you with another person and you go out on a date, but you don't see what they look like. No pictures are involved. It's literally oh. just personality. It would be like prompts on hinge or something like that. So you do a whole, um, you know, essay of, uh, of an interview process and then they just automatically match you. But you do have the identifiers of basic sexual orientation, gender preferences, and all that kind of stuff. So you can be matched there appropriately. Um, But you have less control over that experience. It's more of like a gamble, which I think is what will happen if you meet someone at a bar or at a mixer in real life. You don't really know who they are, but you're trying to get to know them. But there is more of a curation in that you hopefully are met with somebody that, you know, also hates tuna. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) You're like, oh, God. That's what's in your profile. (laughs) (laughs) Might be. No, that's that's a steep, that's see what I do like. Okay. Um, I'll tear up some tuna, but it's, it's a way of like matching, but not, uh, over curating over, um, it kind of brings some of the spontaneity back to dating. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Um, I also want the app to tell you where to go to eat because that is one of the most oh. anxious things that I have. Uh, that one of the most anxiety inducing things about going on a date is like finding where to go. So I love when someone's like, Hey, how about we go here? But the app will that also would say be really smart to yeah. integrate, like almost like a, an open table totally. situation where like you can make the reservation right there. And like, maybe to your point about like not liking tuna, maybe that's like one of the things that you connect on like well yeah what it's kind like of foods you like what, what restaurants have you been to in new york what what are your favorites and that's oh my god i love that thai place too let's go to that thai place or i've never been there i wanted to try it let's go right so it's also a connective tissue thing mm, um, that's really smart 
one of my other, uh, I really, really like this one, I, an online game dating app or game dating service. So similar to the software that that blew up during um, the pandemic, Jackbox. Do you ever play Jackbox? Yes, I Jackbox have played TV. that. Um, you which play I, it at home on your phone. Yeah, which I love. I think it's so fun. It's something that really blew up during the pandemic, which I still do with friends in person now today. But it's like Jackbox for dating. So it's a series of get-to-know-you games that you play virtually. So it, it would be like a FaceTime date but it's like mm. engaging in certain ways so that like oh based on likes and dislikes or awkward situations that you've been in that you get to where you get to know the person before you actually go on a date but you still feel like you're engaging in them so you're like you know it's like bowling for personalities or like Ooh. going to uh dave and busters to, but getting to know you um it, I like know, that it's active. Yeah, right? Um, and then again, you get to see how a person interacts with you and with the game. And I don't know, it's a nice way of getting to know them. And also, saves you money. You know, is he worth mm-hmm. putting on those fuck me pumps? You'll find <laughs> out, you know? I'm definitely in my flats era. Everybody's getting flats. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I, it'll be a colorful, beautiful fucking flat, though. I know it will be. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, now it's time for everyone's favorite segment, the glow up, where we give props to those who've turned turn themselves around without our help. Delon, why don't you go first? I'm giving it up to reading. Well, <laughs> <laughs> okay. So were you not reading before? It's what was a reading going on? rainbow. Um, no, I, well, audiobooks. I'll give it up to okay. audiobooks. Okay. okay. Formerly known as books on tape, for those of you who remember cassette tapes. Um, I know that there are, are a lot of people out there that read, but there are a lot of people who don't. And I think, uh, you know, an audiobook is a beautiful way to bring non readers to the content. You know, I accidentally bought a book on tape or an audiobook and I was like, oh, I don't have to listen to this thing. It was the best experience. It's like a podcast. I just I, walk around I, my apartment. I love an audio. I, I do an audio book when I walk flex. I've even done an audio book while I'm driving, which is kind of a surreal experience because I'm driving. I'm like, oh, oh no. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's like a long, totally. Um, but I, I really think that they're a great way to to consume content. And I, I don't think we give them enough shine. So audiobooks hmm. it is. Okay, shout out to audiobooks. Um, well, my glow up this week goes to masks because COVID never really went away. Don't call it a comeback. She's having a glow up of her own, Miss Rona. She's growing. She's changing. She's evolving. She's giving you new eras. She's having a renaissance, so to speak. Um, And I don't want to get her. So I am, you know, I, I never gave up masking indoors, but I'm being more conscientious of if I'm around lots of people, concerts, for example, on the picket lines. Um, you know, there are people out here sniffling and <gasps> coughing and the cough is blowing in the wind. Girl. And so, uh, you know, I'm committing to wearing my masks and also getting some different color masks so I can have them coordinate with my outfits. Oh. And so shout out to everybody who is being more COVID conscious. Cause again, I got her one time and we're not having a repeat. We're not Yo, doing a repeat effect. You can you can no longer have a tickle in your throat without an entire airplane going, girl. Because no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I was just on several airplanes and I was like, not all these people coughing like this. I COVID know. Is, it's, it's wild. Get your masks 
and get your shots because I got I've gotten all my boosters. And someone said to me, a friend was like, "You're st- we're still doing that." I said, "Bitch, yes, we're still doing that." Yes, what is your we problem? Are absolutely, still doing that. So, as always, we want to hear from you. How do you feel about online dating? I feel like this episode is going to have to have a follow up because people are going to have opinions. Oh, absolutely. Do you love it? Do you hate it? Do you hate to love it? And whose online dating fix spoke to you more? I know it was mine. or maybe you would like to suggest a TV show, a celebrity or a brand that we should fix in the future. Hit us up on Instagram at fix it pod. And if you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to give us a rating on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. I'm Francesca. I'm Delon. And this was Lem. Let me fix it. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. 